And if you live in Ann Arbor, maybe you're feeling a little sad that summer is starting to fade away just a little bit. But I figure as long as there's lots of sunlight, that's a good thing. And so I'm enjoying that. And another beautiful sight in Ann Arbor is people and food and things filling up the grounds of the Ann Arbor Farmers Market Pavilion. Now, every Wednesday and Saturday, it fills up in the warm months. On Saturday, September 8th, you're going to have your usual farmer's market from 9 o'clock in the morning to the afternoon. And then it's going to fill up again in the evening on Saturday, September 8th. And we're here to talk about that with a couple of folks from the upcoming Homegrown Festival. We've got uh, Tina and Laura here. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Fantastic. Good, thank you. So uh, tell me about the Homegrown Festival. What's it all about? Well, the Homegrown Festival is all about food and community and fun. This is our fifth annual Homegrown Festival this year. And if you've been before, you know that you need to come hungry because there's going to be plenty of good food to eat as long as well as a Michigan beer and wine tent. And there's going to be all kinds of fun people to meet and things to do as well. So this should be a fun evening coming up on the 8th. That's Sunday, that's Saturday, September 8th, actually. That's right. And there are a lot of aspects to this. Is it pretty much going to probably fill up every corner of the farmer's market, I'll bet. We do. (laughs) We take up a lot of room, for sure. So it's been going on for, this is the fifth year now? That's right. That's right. The fifth year of the festival and our fourth year at the farmer's market. We started off at the community high backyard and uh, kind of outgrew that space pretty quickly and moved over to the market where we've got some shelter as well. Okay. So uh, tell me, Tina, uh, how did you get involved in the Homegrown Festival and how it started out, things like that. Sure. So I started off volunteering at the festival. Uh, I was a runner, so my job was just to help with whatever came up. That was uh, two years ago. Last year, I started helping out at the committee meetings by taking notes, and this year they put me in charge of marketing for the festival. Okay. So there's a lot of marketing and a lot of coordinating involved. Uh, Give an example of one of the uh, events that's going on at the festival. Well, there's going to be lots of great live music. The whole focus of the festival is local. So, of course, we're booking acts from southeast Michigan. Uh, and we've got some really great folks lined up this year. Uh, the Dooney Brothers are going to start us out with some nice folk rock. And they're going to segue into the Appleseed Collective, who are some local darlings from Ann Arbor. Just adorable kids who play uh, gypsy jazz and bluegrass and old school stuff. And then we're going to close out the night with Universal Expression, who do all kinds of Caribbean music. So they do uh, reggae and soca. It's going to be a big day dance party all around. And dancing shoes are a good thing to bring for sure. And the wannabes will be there for the kids music as well as Jack and the Bear. Jack and the Bear also kids music or uh, sounds like something for kids, although I, I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I I think it's going to be for all ages, really. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We've got an acoustic stage also, and that's where those folks will be playing. Bears are nice. I just didn't know if, you know, Jack (laughs) and the Bear would be for kids. But so we've got music and we've got uh, all kinds of stuff. What is the uh, the mission of the Homegrown Fest? Why is this all happening? Why, why all this fun, exactly? Right. Well, it's fun to have fun, but it's uh, sometimes fun to have fun with a little bit of a purpose. And uh, we all love food and we all love eating. And we're not going to be able to eat so well if we don't support our local farmers. Um, you mentioned uh, kind of summer fading and feeling a little sad about that, maybe. But I get excited this time of year because the tomatoes are in. <laughs> That's one oh, of yeah, my yeah. favorite things to eat. So what we're trying to do with Homegrown is just get people to come out and maybe try some new things they haven't eaten before. We're also trying to make connections between local chefs and restaurateurs with local farmers so that they can source things locally and build relationships there that can help strengthen our local food system. So you're going to have a lot of food booths, right? 
That's right. We have um, about 12 food vendors coming, as well as food info stops throughout the market. Okay. What kind of information is available? What sort of stuff? Sure. So at the food info stops, we're going to have um, Dyer's Family Organic um, Farm Garlic Tastings. Oh, you know, I spoke to uh, Mr. Dyer a few years ago. He started his garlic farm not too, uh, a couple of years ago, right? So right. Uh, that's right. good to know that uh, that's doing well. Okay, so he's going to be there. Okay. Great. Uh, we'll also have a variety of honeys for you to explore. Oh, good. Um, from Green Toe Garden Honey. Uh, Project Grow will be there with a variety of heirloom tomatoes. And Slow Food here on Valley is going to have a bunch of heirloom vegetables for us to explore. Oh, wow. Heirlooms are pretty wonderful things. If you're listening, you're not familiar with heirlooms. Basically, the idea behind, um, how can I put this in a few words here? (laughs) Feeding the entire country quickly in every corner of the country that led to industrialization of the food. So how do you make that simpler? You, You whittle it down to about maybe three or four kinds of uh, tomatoes, three or four kinds of apples, maybe six or seven, a couple of kinds of cucumbers. So you get a limited variety at the grocery store, limited versus what's really out there. And then heirloom stuff, (laughs) that's food. There are hundreds of varieties of tomatoes that exist, right? Hundreds of varieties of apples. And those are becoming more prevalent. And so we're going to learn more about that at the Homegrown Fest, right? Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. And uh, also, as we mentioned, there will be opportunities to eat at those food carts. So bring some pocket money for walking around. We have affordable tasting portions from all our food vendors, ranging between $2 and $7. And as I mentioned, there will be a local libations tent with some really great breweries and vintners coming, um, providing some interesting things like kombucha and mead as well for people to try if they haven't tried those before. But um, Arbor Brewing Company, uh, Flying Otter Winery, Sandhill Crane Vineyards, those are just a few of the folks who will be there. Okay. And kombucha. Um, can somebody talk a bit about kombucha? Sure. I know I've, it's been getting more known, but what's it all about? And can <laughs> well, you come a little closer to the mic? We wanna... Sure. Yeah. Uh, so kombucha is made uh, by this organism that has an acronym called SCOBY, Symbiotic Combination of Bacteria and Yeast. Fun. <laughs> yeah. It's a little bit like a home experiment when you uh, do kombucha yourself. So you've got this kind of slippery looking mushroom thing. And if that doesn't make you want to drink a bunch of kombucha, I don't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. actually tastes very good. Um, so you, you put your SCOBY in some water or tea. Some people infuse use their water with ginger and do all kinds of flavored stuff. Yeah, ginger is very good for you. And then you let the little SCOBY go to work. And what it does is it ferments and kind of adds delicious and nutritious qualities to that drink. And then you take the SCOBY out. You don't drink the SCOBY. And then you Mm -hmm. put it in another batch to go on. Um, And kombucha, apparently, uh, a lot of people report that it has energizing effects or health effects. And it's to the point now where I can go to the store and buy bottled kombucha. Um, And we actually have a local uh, kombucha brewer, Unity Vibrations, who... um, bottle their own f- different flavors of kombucha. So you in can Ypsilanti? come give it a try. They're in Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti Township, I think? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I hope you're enjoying this freewheeling conversation we're having on Pandora's Lunchbox. It's about everything because we're talking about an event that's about everything, kind of, that's coming up on Saturday, September 8th. It's the 5th Annual Homegrown Festival, which is going to be located at the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market Pavilion. And we're going to take just a break for just a moment and listen to a little bit of Appleseed Collective, who are going to be performing as one of the musical groups at the Homegrown Fest. This is a tune coincidentally about food. I'm startled to find that. This is the, su- this is the Sugar Cut My Teeth. You're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. 
Listening to the Appleseed Collective, and they're doing a song called "The Sugar Cut My Teeth." It's a local group, and they're going to be performing at the Homegrown Festival on Saturday, September 8th. They're talking a lot about coming home because, well, coincidentally, it is the Homegrown Festival, and that's where we're heading right now. I'm here with Tina and Laura from the Homegrown Fest. Hello there. Hi. So, tell us about a few things. First of all, what are the hours of the Homegrown Festival, and a little more about it. Great. Well, the festival is going to be from 6 until 10 p.m. at the Farmer's Market in Ann Arbor. Uh, Some other things you should know is that the festival is free, thanks to the generous support of many sponsors. Including the People's Food Co-op, who is our primary sponsor, as well as our pretty much only downtown full-service grocery nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, And also the Crazy Wisdom Bookstore and Tea Room over on Main Street is sponsoring us again this year. And we're able to keep it free because of their help and the help of many other folks. Um, There will be a silent auction at the festival. So you can bid on all kinds of fabulous items, including food and artwork and all kinds of things. So be sure you check that out if you come down. And you can find out more information on our website, homegrownfestival.org. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter as well. Okay. And uh, I understand you probably need some volunteers, huh? Because it's an all-volunteer thing you do at the Homegrown Fest. That's right. Everyone involved in the planning is is all volunteer. Uh, We need a lot of volunteers to make this happen on the day of the festival. All in total, we need about 130 volunteers day of. Wow. Um, And so we'd love your help with that, too. And folks can find out information about how to volunteer on our website and on our Facebook page as well. And even if you come down just for like a quick little four-hour shift, um, there's a lot of good, fun folks who are volunteering alongside you. And it's a great way to sort of experience the the culture of the festival and sort of get a little behind-the-scenes peek at how we do this every year. We need volunteers to do all kinds of things. Help us pour beer. Oh, that's important. Yes. Oh, it's very important. You should do that. Take um, donations in the silent auction, help us direct other volunteers, and help us make it a zero-waste event by helping to sort um, compostables from recyclables. Sounds like a lot of opportunities to have fun working with other people who are having a lot of fun eating food. Exactly. And things like that. I was just also noticing about the Project Grow Community Gardens. 
role in this. You were mentioning them. Right. They have a wonderful, wonderful selection of heirloom tomatoes, as you mentioned. And we're fortunate at the festival because every year they've been coming out and doing a tomato tasting. So it's several tables just covered with all kinds of different varieties of chopped up tomatoes. And you can sample as many as you'd like. And you'd be surprised at how many different colors and shapes and sizes and flavors that a tomato can come in. I've got a few names here. I see Snow White is a kind of tomato. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking a Snow White tomato. I mean, everybody, we we all love that beautiful red round uh, tomato, but actually some of them aren't red and some of them aren't exactly round. They're kind of gnarly, funny looking. But It's true. And those are often the better tasting ones. The mm-hmm. gnarlier, the better. <laughs> yeah. So Snow White is one kind. Aunt Ruby's German Green. That's one of my favorites. It's a sort of a greenish tomato with darker green stripes on the outside, and it's Mm. got a lower acidity than a lot of the red tomatoes do, and it's really flavorful and zippy. And then there's the black zebra. That's a good name. Yeah, that's a good one, too. (laughs) Any of the zebras are good. (laughs) So zebras, zebra tomatoes have stripes, I assume. Oh, yes, they do. Okay. So that's just some of the 50-ish varieties of heirloom tomatoes that Project Grow is going to have. And I should mention, Project Grow is the group that's been allowing people to farm their own gardens in the area. And it's like a gardening club, really. Right. Um, A lot of people who don't have space to garden, uh, either they live in apartments without space or they have really small yards, uh, they can contact Project Grow and find out how they can uh, sign up and pay a reasonable fee to use a garden plot at several locations throughout the city. And they've been doing this for 40 years. This is their 40th anniversary. Yeah, it's awesome that we get to celebrate with them this year. That's great. So this is all dovetailing into one big event, which is the Homegrown Festival on Saturday, September 8th. And lots of kids' activities, I understand, too, like uh, how how bees do their thing, how bees, bees work, do their jobs, and things like that. And uh, let's see, I had a list over here, but you can think of some of the kids' activities. Sure. Another activity we're going to do this year is to have the kids make a mural of the state of Michigan by drawing and coloring and painting uh, both locally grown foods and native plants. Oh, cool. That's very educational and delicious. While you're eating food, you can talk about the food and the plants, too. Right. And we're fortunate that uh, Lucas DeGia of Wrap for Food is coordinating our kids' activities this year. And Wrap for Food is really all about getting kids excited about gardening and growing their own food through the vehicle of rap music. And he gets kids to sing and dance and you know get on the subject in a really fun way. So we're delighted to have him come and probably lead a lot of fun musical stuff over in the kids' activities tent as well. That's cool. So we're going to hear a little bit uh, little bit of a harvest music, since that's where we are right now. Hopeful that all the farmers have a successful harvest this year. But this fellow, poor Mississippi John Hurt, has the Blue Harvest Blues. And we're going to hear what he has to say about that. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Standing on the mountain words I can see Standing on the mountain just in words I can see Dark clouds above me, clouds all around for me Feeling low and weary, Lord, I've got trouble in mind Feeling low and weary, Lord, I've got a trouble in mind Everything's against me, every 
what is so unkind. Harvest time's coming and will catch me unprepared. Harvest time is coming and will catch me unprepared. Have made a dollar bed, luck is all I've had. Lord, how can I bear it? Lord, will the harvest bring? Lord, how can I bear it, Lord? What will the harvest bring? Burn up all my money and I isn't got a doggone thing. I'm a weary traveler roaming round from place to place. I'm a weary traveler roaming round from place to place. If I don't find something, death will end me in the trees. Ain't got no mother, father left me long ago. Ain't got no mother, father left me long ago. I'm just like an orphan where my folks feels I don't know. Blues around my shoulder, blues are all around my head. Blues around my shoulder, blues are all around my head. With my heavy burden, Lord, I wish I was dead. Thank you, Mississippi John Hurt, and good luck. That is Blue Harvest Blues. That's on a wide-ranging collection called Harvest Song on Ellipsis Arts, the Ellipsis Arts label. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Coming up in 10 minutes, Arwolf will help us to face the music after just helping us 20 minutes ago to get our get our minds and souls in shape with that exercise show. Mighty fine work, Arwolf. Thank you for that. Uh, we're talking about the Homegrown Festival right now. We're with Tina and Laura, and the Homegrown Festival is on September 8th. And one thing I thought was interesting is that there is a, a valet parking service, but it's a bike valet. Uh, yeah, we are hoping that the Washtenaw Biking and Walking Coalition is going to be joining us again um, oh, okay. to do that. And we really do encourage people to carpool, to walk, to skate, to do whatever they mm-hmm. need to do to get there without motorized transportation or to take the bus if need be. Um, as you can imagine, if we've got about 5,000 people down there at the farmer's market space, the parking spots go pretty quickly. Um, so we do encourage people to figure out alternate modes of transportation to try to lighten the impact on the environment for sure. 5,000 people. That's a whole lot of people. That's a whole lot of people. And we just make it a, a great, fun, slightly crowded, but very enjoyable evening down there. And I guess they're also, speaking of food, we've been talking about the different aspects of food. There will be some, aside from the tomato tasting with all kinds of heirloom tomatoes and heirloom vegetables, uh, chef demonstrations, too. 
Um, I think instead of chef demonstrations this year, we're actually uh, doing more with the food info stops. Oh, okay. Um, and what we wanted to do is give people an opportunity to really try out some things that are different. Like Tina mentioned before, like being exploratory and trying garlic. I had no idea that there were a whole bunch of different varieties of garlic. It's not something I had ever thought about before. I uh, must but- admit, I tend to think... There's garlic, and there's there it is. It's one garlic. There's right. one of them. No. <laughs> and then there's elephant garlic, which I knew about, which is the larger, milder uh, bulb of garlic. But apparently there are dozens of different varieties of garlic, and it makes sense if you think about heirloom tomatoes and heirloom potatoes. Of course, there would be heirloom varieties of garlic. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dyers, uh, for one, are going to come out and help us uh, learn about food in more of kind of a hands-on or mouth-on way, if you will, than folks would get with just watching a demo. So we really kind of ramped it up this year and tried to make it more interactive. Very cool. One thing that we're doing just for the second time this year is to have a home brew competition. So if you've been brewing at home with local ingredients, drop your bottle off at the farmer's market on this Wednesday evening, and we will be awarding several prizes for the best home brew, uh, the best use of local ingredients, and a few other prizes we have. So drop that off Wednesday, September 5th. Where is that now? That's at the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. Uh, We actually have um, a Michigan beer and wine yard. It's not really a tent. It's a nice little drinking area (laughs) going on at the Farmer's Market. Uh, So that's happening. It's been happening every Wednesday in August, but it'll happen again on uh, September 5th, starting at 4.30 in the afternoon and going until 8.30 at night. So you can come by and sample some of Michigan's fine wine and beers and sodas. But then that would be a great place also to drop off your entry if you are a home brewer and want to participate. That sounds great. And uh, let's talk just once again about the music that's going to be at the event for those who may have just tuned in at the Homegrown Festival coming up September 8th. That's right. We'll have the Dooney Brothers. Uh, That's a folk rock band. Uh, The Appleseed Collective, who we just heard from a few moments ago with their gypsy jazz and bluegrass. And Universal Expressions, uh, which is dancey, fun, Caribbean music. And then on the acoustic stage, we will hear from the Wannabes and Jack and the Bear. Okay. Anything else you'd like to add about the Homegrown Fest? Uh, We will be uh, hosting several things that we call Michigan Tables. So we have local independent businesses in the area who like to come out and pay a small fee to have a table and sell their wares. So there will be shopping opportunities as well as educational opportunities from those folks. Um, And uh, I believe we mentioned the silent auction for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, be sure to come hungry, as I said before, because this really is about food and drink and fun. And the festival does go from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. so there's plenty of time to stroll through and see everything and dance and kick up your heels and we just really hope everybody can come out. The festival goes rain or shine and as I said before you can find out more information about us at homegrownfestival.org homegrownfestival.org Well thank you so much uh, Tina and Laura for joining us on Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you for having us. The Homegrown Festival is Saturday, September 8th. And I'm just going to wrap up the show uh, with just a little note here that a blue moon is coming up tomorrow. Not a harvest moon, although harvest might be appropriate. I'm sure that's coming soon. But just a note that a blue moon, well, literally you can get a blue moon when there are particles from volcanoes in the air. And sometimes when, when Krakatoa erupted in 1883, the moon was blue for nearly two years. So, uh, But this blue moon is, is sort of a figurative one. Basically, the idea is that there are two full moons within one month. The second one is called a blue moon. 
And there's actually a story about how that came about because the Farmer's Almanac in Maine looked at it differently. They said this. They said there's the first moon of summer is the early summer moon, then there's the midsummer moon, and then the late summer moon. And they said, well, there's three in a season, but if there's four, we name one of them the blue moon. So a little later, Sky and Telescope in 1946 misinterpreted that and said, oh, so that means if you have two full moons in one month, the second one's called a blue moon. Well, that's not what they meant, but then that was picked up in 1980 by the radio program Stardate, and now we all believe that. So therefore, it's the truth. So congratulations, blue moon. You are the second full moon in one month. You are the blue moon. That's what you are. So enjoy it. Do a blue moon dance. Do whatever you need to do to enjoy the blue moon. And thank you for listening to Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while. Coming up, Arbel will help us to face the music in just a moment. Elvis Presley has a song where he discusses in some detail the difference between the blue moon theories. You have to listen really between the lines to get the whole Farmer's Almanac versus Sky and Telescope versus Star Date discussion there. But it's in there, in the groove. So let's listen to Elvis. And this is Blue Moon. And coming up, Arwolf. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Elvis? Standing alone Without a dream in my heart Without love of my own Blue moon You knew just what I was there for You heard me saying a prayer Someone I really could care
Amazing ambiance on that recording, isn't there? Thanks, Mike. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. 88.3 megahertz is the exact measurement. We're the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement broadcasting from the University of Michigan. It's experimental, experiential radio run by students with lots of community involvement. There's also a bunch of us working stiffs who staff the University of Michigan and who come down here and volunteer to um, help students learn how to use more than 12% of their brains. That's where it's at. Face the Music is a... um, a way to look back, listen back on the uh, the music of the early 20th century. This evening's show, which was inspired by and is dedicated to my friend Pete Brown, is dedicated also to the uh, the songwriter Spencer Williams. Now, there's two Spencer Williams. They're almost exact contemporaries of each other. They were both born in the 19th century. Uh, Spencer Williams, the actor, was uh, was seen. He was one of the African American performers in the television show um, Amos and Andy. But this is the other Spencer Williams, a guy who wrote a bewildering number of early jazz standards and popular songs. I'd like to open with a player piano roll. It was released in 1921. Uh, the man at the keyboard is James P. Johnson. This is the Arkansas Blues. It was written by Spencer Williams. (laughs) 